tweak the leg. You have a problem with that? No, Sensei. You're revolting. Honey, please, I'm trying to watch a movie. A movie you've watched every day for 20 years. It's over. Walk it off. Hey, John, are you going to let her talk to you like that? Yeah. His name is not Johnny. And get your own trailer. to the first episode of Sweep the Lake Podcast, the movie and music podcast that will sweep you off your feet. I know it's lame, people. Sorry, it's the only thing I could come up with. I am your host with the most. My name is Mike McMasunis. I want to thank you so much for joining me. I don't have a co-host currently, but I hope things are going to remain cool with just me at the mic. Um, we are going to have lots and lots of fun on this show. At least I am anyways. I mean, that's the whole purpose of me doing it is just to have some fun. And um, I have lots of stuff in store for us on this podcast. First off, I want to say that I love movies and music. It's my passion, my hobby. I have lots of thoughts and opinions on movies and music, and I hope to share them with you. And I also want to hear what you have to say through emails and on the Facebook page. Uh, Now, I do actually have one of those. Unfortunately, it's not the web address I was hoping it was going to be, which I was hoping it was going to be www.facebook.com slash sweepthelakepodcast. If you just type in Sweep the Lake Podcast in the search section in, in Facebook, you'll go ahead and you'll find it. And just go ahead, go in there, click the like, and uh, you'll be you'll be a, a, a happy customer. Well, at least I am, anyways, because I'll have some likes on this page. So, I want to first, you know, probably get to the question you have, which is, what's up with the title of this show? Well, if you didn't know already, the Karate Kid—that's where this is from. It's still my favorite movie of all time. I kid you not. Um, I've seen the movie way over 300 times. I'm not talking about that remake either, The Kung Fu Kid. I'm talking about the original 1984 Ralph Macchio, Daniel Sun, and Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi film. I saw it when I was five, and I've watched it nonstop ever since. As a kid, I would try to watch this movie once a day. And as the years went on, I watched it less and less, of course. 
but from 5 till I was 12, it's when I spent most of my time watching this film over and over. To me, the movie's flawless. It's one of those movies that uh, are made of magic. Movies made of magic are movies that can just stand the test of time. Movies that always pass from generation to generation and can still remain relevant in the current time frame that you're watching in. So, um, you know, The Karate Kid to me, it, it had the perfect cast, soundtrack, score, passion. Most of all, it had heart. It's something that most movies nowadays, they don't have. And uh, I've been watching movies overall since I was four, and I haven't stopped. I would consider myself a huge movie, uh, movie and music fanboy. Uh, I've watched almost, you know, I watch almost anything. And uh, if I don't like a movie, you know it sucks. Um, I can't say I'm a movie buff per se, like my boy Danny from Film and Focus. He's one of my sponsors of this show. Um, that guy, he's pretty much seen every movie in existence, I bet. But. Um, I would say that uh, there's some movie classics I haven't seen yet, which is why I don't classify myself as a movie buff per se. But I do have enough knowledge on, f you know, on film, and f or films that uh, you know, I've, films I've seen. I have enough knowledge in that, or if movies I haven't seen, I have enough basic knowledge to where, you know, I mean, if a movie starts 10 seconds, I can usually tell what it is, even if I haven't seen it. So my neck of the woods. They call me Bing, like you know, like the search engine. So, uh, movies and music—they're pretty much part of my life. Um, you know, I think they're part of a lot of people's lives. We learn many lessons from them. They're, it's almost a universal language, and almost anyone can relate to a movie or a song. And that's what makes them so great. So I knew doing a podcast, it could only be about one thing or two things really, and uh, that's movies and music because they go hand in hand. So. Basically, before uh, we get into things, I want to give you an outline of this show. Um, I'm going to be doing a movie of the week that I'm basically in the mood, in the mood to talk about. It could be a brand new one in the theater. Usually, I only, you know, I can only see. I don't really see movies in the theater too much. Um, I try to save my money for DVD, um, unless it's something I really, really want to see. Then I'll go to the theater. Um, mostly, I love to talk about old school favorites of mine from the 80s and early 90s. That's where I feel uh, some of the best movies came out of. I want to try to pick movies that almost everybody's seen, or movies that if you haven't seen it, um, you know, you need to run out right away and go see that movie because uh, it's just it's just fun. Um, I'm going to showcase some music on this show. Uh, from films that, if it's worthy enough, uh, I'm going to pick songs from that movie and play in the podcast. Uh, I mean, some movie soundtracks, they're awesome. Other movie soundtracks, they just suck, you know, plain and simple. But if the movie has excellent, excellent music, I'm going to be talking about that puppy. And also, at the end of the show, uh, I'm going to be spotlighting one song that I'm just loving that week. Uh, it could be a song you know. It could be a song that uh, you don't know, or it could be a song that you hate. But either way, I want to talk about why I'm loving the song that week, possibly talk about an album that I just got. Um, you know, I don't buy a whole lot of albums unless they're from certain artists, but I do love singles. And uh, most of all, I love trying to find songs for movies because that's like a hobby of mine. Uh, they're really hard to find some of them. So when you do find them, it's kind of like a gem. You know, for me anyways, not, you know, most people, they probably wouldn't care. And um, 
also the beginning of the show. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the buzz of the week, you know, topics I find most interesting in entertainment, uh, you know, about movies and music, and pretty much I'm not going to be talking about what people are wearing and the kind of makeup they have to make them look dope. So, uh, before uh, we get into some stuff, I want to talk about my sponsors, and uh, I'm not talking about in a financial way, I'm talking about in a motivational way. These people are podcasting friends of mine. I've never actually met these people face to face, but they've always treated me like uh, we've been friends for years, and um, you know, like I was a part of their family. And they're just awesome people in general. So, first, I want to give uh, some shout-outs to Jason and Dan from Flicks, Show Me the Winston, and the Shadowy Flight. Jason's been doing podcasting for a long time. Uh, he helped make the the logo that I'm currently having, which is uh, where it says Sweep the Leg, and it's got Daniel in the crane kick. Uh, I want to thank you so much for that, buddy. Um, I have another friend of mine who's working on another logo for me. Uh, I'll talk about him in a minute. But uh, Jason, you know, he he's a really, really funny guy. Uh, his, his friend that does his shows with him, Dan, um, which is one of his best friends they grew up together, Dan's, he is a cool, uh, quiet kind of guy. Uh, super fun to listen to. The chemistry they have is awesome to listen to. You pretty much laugh hysterically all the time. And they're a fun bunch of guys. And, uh, you know, they have another show that's kind of uh, a tangent off the flicks. You know, flicks, they talk about a movie of the week. And their show that they made to where they could kind of talk about any other subject. It's called Show Me the Winston. They kind of got that from the whole uh, Ghostbusters, pain and skin, you never saw Winston. And then when you finally got a widescreen version of Ghostbusters, you could see Winston. That's kind of where they got the name from. Uh, they basically, they talk about anything and everything while they drink beer. Super funny. So if you think Flix is funny, you have to check out Show Me the Winston. Um, they also have um, my, one of my all-time favorite podcasts. It's actually the first podcast I ever listened to. It's called The Shadowy Flight. It uh, is dedicated to the greatest TV show on God's planet, and that's called Knight Rider. Yes, people love Knight Rider. It's lame, I know, but I, I love that show. Um, now, Jason also has another show. This one doesn't have Dan in it. It has his best friend in it, Danny. It's called Film and Focus. It's kind of like an analytical approach to film. Um, basically, Jason is kind of the fanboy perspective of things, while Danny is the analytical person. So it, it definitely keeps podcasting time fun. You know, it's it's definitely uh, something that you learn a lot from. Uh, Danny also has a faith-based show called The Study. So if you're into that kind of thing, please check that out as well. Um, my last person I want to talk about, or you know, podcasting people, is the Crossroads Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to the best show currently on TV, which would be Supernatural. Uh, this show is hosted right now by Stars and Andrew. Uh, this podcast is in a category of its own. Uh, you haven't heard a podcast like this until you hear this one. It's most definitely the best Supernatural podcast, hands down. Uh, it's super funny. And it's uh, dedicated to a show that, you know, you walk out of there and you have expert knowledge on the TV show because it's so insightful. Tim is the original host of that show. He's a very nice, fun guy to talk to. Uh, he does pop in to the show from time to time. Um, so you could always go back and listen to some older episodes um, to hear. Uh, but 
the one thing you got to hear the most is the man who just stepped down from being the host of the show. His name is Ty. Uh, Ty is the funniest guy I've ever listened to uh, in the podcasting world. Um, it's kind of bittersweet because as I'm starting this one, he is leaving the podcast world. So, Ty, uh, I want you to know this episode is dedicated to you. And uh, may God help you through your personal life right now. And I hope to hear you again on the podcasting airwaves in the future, sir. Um, so please, people, check out my good friends um, that I've mentioned. I'm going to try to add their links to the Facebook page. So I consider them, again, my sponsors because without them, I never would have created this one. So now before we go into the uh, buzz of the week, it is commercial time. <laughs> have your cell phone number, including the area code? 502-3792. Thank you. Hold one moment, please. May I ask him I'm speaking with? Tom Mabe. Thank you, Mr. Mabe. How may I help you today? Yeah, every time I use my cell phone, I got an echo in my voice. I'll be trying to use my phone to get an echo. An stuff. echo, sir? Yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. It kind of makes me sound like a black man. It made me sound like an African-American cracker. Sir, do you mainly notice this when you're roaming or outside of the calling area? Uh, sometimes I'm like in a questionable part of town. Sometimes when I'm on my baby mama house, I can't hear my people. Well, you could try turning down the volume on your headset. Oh, I can do that? Oh, for real? Yeah, you could try that. No, let me let me try that. I got you in the phone. Hold on. I don't think that works. That ain't hitting on nothing. Sir, you can update your phone by hitting star 228. I've done that. I don't know. They tried to get a new car Sir, from the liquor store, and it ain't worked. I don't think I can help you. You probably need to take your phone to one of our local retail stores. Yeah, I don't want to do all that. I ain't feeling that. Well, sir, I don't think there's anything I can do to help you. Is there? I'm not trying to be rude here, but is there anyone else I can talk with? No. Who your boss is? Guys, I don't think this is very funny. Look, here's the deal. Your customer service is off. I'm just trying to get my phone fixed. I'm, I'm thinking about writing a letter to, to someone. I'm about to jack somebody up. Meet me outside. You can't write a letter. Goodbye. And welcome back to Sweep the Leg. And now we're going to go ahead and get into our first section of the podcast, which is called the Buzz of the Week. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Now, the Buzz of the Week that uh, I'm pretty excited about, uh, Transformers 3. Uh, a lot of people are huge fans of the first one. Not a lot of people like the second one, and I understand why a lot of people didn't like the second one. I mean, there was a lot, a lot of ball jokes in that movie. But, you know, I actually enjoy that movie. I'm one of the very few people that do not like that movie. But, uh, you know, part three does look, uh, from what I saw in the trailer, looks exciting. Optimus Prime has some wings, so that was awesome. They didn't show the, uh, the semi, you know, trailer attached to them, uh, like I've seen on YouTube. Uh, but that's alright. You know, I mean, the trailer basically just promised to be just action-packed. But most of all, this is supposed to be the last one, and it's supposed to be character-driven. So hopefully it will promise. I know a lot of people don't have faith in this movie, and I, under you know, I, I can respect that. So hopefully Transformers 3 will go ahead and promise what it looks like it's going to. So another trailer I was excited to see, which I saw a while ago, but the Super Bowl showed a newer version of that, and that was the uh, Fast Five trailer. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Fast and Furious films. Uh, I know a lot of people are not, 
but my wife actually does not like them at all but she did uh, she is a big fan of Vin Diesel and she did go see the last movie with me in the theater which was uh, Fast and Furious which was a prequel between um, Tokyo Drift and uh, it happened between part after two but before Tokyo Drift is how that one took place but anyways this one here um, takes place right after that one which explains why uh, Tokyo Drift is still around because Han uh, he's somebody who died in Tokyo Drift but he's actually in this movie the reason why I'm so excited about it is because one of my favorite actors is in this film it's The Rock Dwayne Johnson and he has returned to action. He his first action film again after all his Disney movies, which I, I did enjoy all of his Disney movies. I have kids and all, but I mean the guy was supposed to take after Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I'm glad that he's back. And he was in the movie Faster with Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, a lot a lot of people didn't see that movie, unfortunately. So I know it's coming on DVD soon. Hopefully it's going to be awesome. But from what I've seen in the trailer, Fast Five, he looks awesome. And seeing Vin Diesel and The Rock together in a movie, I wanted to see that in Expendables and it didn't happen so very very excited for this trailer so uh, let's see uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake and the Friday the 13th remake um, the news broke out last week that the sequels are not happening uh, not at this point I mean basically the Friday the 13th remake has um, a script written and is just waiting for uh, New Line Cinema to get rolling on that uh, but Basically, it didn't make the kind of money it wanted to, um, you know, for the original. And Nightmare on Elm Street, no word on that one. So looks like if anybody did actually enjoy those two remakes, which were a heck of a lot better than that Rob Zombie trash Halloween. Uh, I mean, those two movies were, were gold compared to that crap. But anyways, if you were wanting to see a sequel to those two films, I wouldn't hold your breath because I don't think it's going to happen, folks. And the last thing, well, not actually the second to last is Ghostbusters 3. Uh, the script's ready. Everybody's excited about it except one person, which is Mr. Bill Murray. The man has not read the script yet. I guess he has other things to do. But then again, he didn't uh, read the script of Ghostbusters 2 for quite a while, according to the news article I read. So hopefully Bill Murray will get around to reading the script and we can get rolling on that Ghostbusters 3. In the meantime, if you want to see a Ghostbusters 3 movie, go ahead and play the video game of Ghostbusters. It's pretty much the part 3 that was supposed to have been made many, many years ago. Excellent game. Uh, super short, but super, super fun. So, And the last bit of news is uh, Bane and Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I'm very excited about this news because um, Anne Hathaway, she's a very good actress. Uh, I've seen her in a few films. And, uh, you know, I, people had problems when they heard Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker. And you just got to believe in Christopher Nolan, man. I mean, the guy, he makes flawless films. I mean, The Dark Knight, is, even though I love Batman Begins better than The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight was a five-star film. Heath Ledger was was awesome in that movie so I'm sure Christopher Nolan sees the exact same thing in Anne Hathaway as he saw in Heath Ledger now in regards to Bane, everybody has issues with that, my only concern was the whole Venom type of thing but I listened to a podcast called Batman on Film and uh, they have uh, a lot of connections to the people associated with the filmmaking and one thing that they pointed out which I thought was very, was very good um, very good thought is that Bane, um, 
he's never they said that they're going to put their own interpretation on Bane and Bane is a very you know he's probably the best competition to Batman I mean he's almost as smart as Batman and uh, he's basically in it to you know he he wants to take over, you know. I mean, I think he's going to be excellent villain. Uh, I'm not worried about the, you know, the Venom thing. Cause think about it. Steroids are technically Venom anyways. You know, it takes a big person and makes him stronger. So I'm sure he'll have some sort of steroid thing. I don't think he's going to have some big case wrapped around him and all this stuff and that. But I think I think Christopher Nolan is going to make him as realistic as possible. And I think it's going to be the match that uh, Batman is going to need because uh, the Dark Knight Rises, I mean, it's pretty much he's going to have, you know, the sword hit to his shoulder and make the knight rise by the end of the film. I don't think his back will be broken because, I mean, this is supposed to be the early the early Batman, not the later Batman. And I, I know for sure there's no Robin in the film because I just read that as well on the website. So I'm very excited for Bane. Uh, I think he's going to be an excellent, excellent villain. Uh, as much as I wanted to see the Riddler, I am glad Joseph um, Levitt uh, is cast as well in this movie. I have no idea who he's playing. He just recently got cast, so that's going to be awesome. Very excited. So Bane, uh, Bane for the win. I have full faith in Christopher Nolan, and I think this will be the one trilogy that will stand the test of time, just like Back to the Future and couple other trilogies so very excited so now let's get into our movie of the week and that movie is adventures in babysitting meet chris parker getting ready for the greatest night of her life I gotta cancel. Now she's stuck babysitting the Anderson kids. Sarah. Mom got Chris to babysit for me. Chris? Her brother Brad. Oh my. His best friend Daryl. Who is this kid? Stray dog. Take good care of my baby. I'll guard her with my life. What could possibly go wrong? Chris, I'm in trouble. Hang up and sit down. I'll be there in half an hour. This is the night when things go from bad to worse. Big city, sucker. Too ridiculous. Wanna go to bed? Hey, I like that. She tried babysitting. And this is only the beginning. The friend is dead. Chris can handle it. Sarah's probably hanging from the rafters by now. Sarah, hold on! I'm still in control here. <laughs> you could say they were having a bad night. Any problems? No, not really. If they weren't having such a good time. Adventures in Babysitting. Did your parents will ever ask me to babysit again? If they do, I'd ask them for a buck more an hour. Alright, let's get into this. Now, for my first movie, 
you would think that my first show was going to be about the Karate Kid, but nope, I'm saving that sucker for later. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to butcher that movie on my first episode. I wanted to get some steam rolling first. So the movie I'm going to be talking about, uh, I figure it would be Adventures in Babysitting. You know, it's a super fun movie. As far as I know, of most people have seen this movie. Um, you know, it's a movie when you hear the name, you could play your favorite scene in your head. Now, I do want to give you guys a warning that this podcast is going to be a, a spoiler-filled type of podcast, and I'm not going to be holding nothing back, so please be warned. Uh, if this is your first time seeing this movie, pause this, go watch it, and come back. If you don't care, then that's awesome with me, too. So, And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through this movie, uh, not really scene for scene. I'm going to give you like a plot summary. Then I'm going to discuss what works and what doesn't work for the film uh, while I give some trivia. And, uh, you know, what was great about this is for guys, this movie was great because it had Elizabeth Shue in it, which she's the hottie from Karate Kid. And if you've never seen part two of Karate Kid, you know that Daniel and her live happily ever after. Girls like this film because they want to be like Chris, which is Elizabeth Shue, uh, on this crazy adventure. So basically, as the plot summary goes, after her boyfriend, Mike Toddwell, who's played by Bradley Whitford, uh, cancels their anniversary date, 17-year-old Chris Parker, played by Elizabeth Shue, volunteers to babysit for the Anderson's children, which is 15-year-old Brad, played by Keith Coogan, and 8-year-old Sarah, played by Mia Bruton. However, she gets a phone call from her friend Brenda, played by Penelope Ann Miller, who has run away from home, but asks Chris to come pick her up after running out of money on a cab ride to the bus station. Chris takes Brad Sarah and Brad's friend Daryl Coopersmith, played by Anthony Rapp, uh, but they get a flat tire and they become stranded on the expressway. Now, a friendly tow truck driver by the name of Handsome John Pruitt, who's played by John Fornoonan, offers to replace the tire for free. En route to the garage, he gets a call on his CB that his wife is cheating on him, and he heads home. Now, in a brief shootout, the kids climb into a Cadillac, which is being stolen by Joe Gipp, who's played by Calvin Levels. And they are taken to a chop shop where, they are brief, where they're briefly detained. Now, Daryl finds a Playboy magazine, and he steals it, and before they can escape onto the building's roof, they uh, are basically followed by these men. And the group stumbles into a blues club and are forced to sing uh, of their ordeal by legendary blues man Albert Collins, uh, who is receiving applause from the audience. Now, Billy Branch plays himself as the harmonica player in the scene, and when they leave, the thieves are held up uh, when they are prompted to do the same thing. Now, their presence on the Chicago L investigates a gang fight where Brad is injured and taken to the hospital. They again encounter Pruitt, who is on the run from his earlier fight. He tells them that his boss, Dawson, has fixed their car, but he has to but he will force them to pay $50 for the tire. They then come across a college fraternity party which Chris meets a new love interest, Dan Lynch, and he manages to gather $45 for them. Daryl also gets into a, uh, a fight with the jock after the jock's only girlfriend attempts to have sex with him. Dan drives them to Dawson's garage. 
In the garage, Dawson, who's played by Vincent D'Onofrio, appears, and Sarah believes he is the superhero Thor. He refuses to release the car due to the $5 shortage, but Sarah pleads with him and gives him her plastic helmet, causing him to relent and then let them take the vehicle. On their way through the city, they pass a restaurant that Chris's date was going to be at, and Daryl points out Mike's car. Chris goes in to find Mike flirting with the sleazy uh, sesame plexer. Brad and Daryl stand up to him when he insults Chris. Meanwhile, Sarah wanders off and is spotted by one of the car thieves and chased to um, a building where her parents are holding a party. She goes to the renovated top floor and uses a rope to slide to slip out the window. Now, Graydon discovers Sarah and attempts to climb outside with her as she dangles, and Chris, Daryl, and Brad enter the party and try to rescue her. They they successfully pick up Brenda, they get home and send the kids upstairs while Chris tidies up the mess left earlier in the day. She settles in just as the Andersons get home, she goes up to say goodnight to the kids, and they all thank each, they all thank her for the greatest night of their lives. As Chris leaves, Dan shows up to return Sarah's skate, which she had accidentally left behind, but notes that it wasn't the only reason they share a kiss after agreeing to babysit him. Now, um, this movie, I have seen this movie a dozen times. I love this movie. Uh, it's definitely a highlight of the 80s for me. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, one thing that I should know that that you guys should know is the name of this movie should probably be called The Luckiest Kids Alive. Uh, I mean, seriously, the adventures that these kids went through, there's no way that a normal you know group of teenagers would be able to make it out alive. But you know, like I said, this it, it's a movie and uh, it's just it's great. I mean, here are some of the best parts of the movie. One thing, the station wagon that Chris drives has the Dukes of Hazard wheels on it. Uh, in the beginning, when you are first see Sarah and Brad, uh, when you go in Sarah's room and you see Thor all over the place, she has this My Pet Monster in the background. Super cool, awesome 80s toy. Loved it. I had the handcuffs, which are awesome. Now, one of my favorite scenes, uh, but it's kind of a it's kind of a an air in the filming, but it's hilarious. Uh, when Daryl first shows up um, and Brad tries to get rid of him. When he's in the living room trying to make sure that Daryl doesn't see inside, Halloween is playing in the background um, on the TV that Chris is watching, which if you look at it, she's watching a music video. But it's the scene where Michael Myers is trying to strangle Laurie at the end of the film. And the reason why this is is um, Deborah Hill is the producer of the film. And she kind of put her own little touch on it by throwing that in there. And I always, I didn't catch it until recently. And I was, I always thought that Halloween music was playing, but I never put two and two together. Now, when they're about ready to leave to go get Brenda, if you look, you hear music playing now on the TV. But now you see the Halloween scene where Michael Myers is strangling Laurie. So kind of bad editing, but it's hilarious at the same time. When the kids are taken off, um... And Daryl shows up to say road trip. If you look at Sarah's book bag, it's got Gizmo on it. And uh, the reason why is the director is Chris Columbus. He's famous for uh, making Gremlins and um, American Werewolf in London. 
So it's kind of his little touch by putting Gizmo on there. So that's just, you know, that was a sweet touch. So um, as things get rolling and they get on the highway, uh, the first song, uh, which I am going to play for you a little bit later, is 25 Miles, um, which is... I consider the theme song of this movie. It's play. It's by Edwin Starr. Um, you don't really notice it until the end of the movie, which it's a montage of when she's trying to clean things up. The best montage, hands down, is the Karate Kid. You're the best around tournament scene. This one is the second one. Now, uh, when they're in the car, um, Sarah's talking about how Thor, Daredevil, Captain America. And they all live in the city. She doesn't ever talk about Batman or Superman. Well, that's because those guys are on DC Comics. And Thor, Daredevil, Captain America, Spider-Man, they're all with Marvel Comics. So I doubt that they had enough money in the budget to cover that. So it's, you know, it's no big deal. It's funny, though. Now, if you notice the uh, scene where Daryl's showing Brad the Playboy and the... uh, you know, the middle section opens up. Obviously, Elizabeth Shue has clothes on. I mean, every woman in Playboy has clothes on. So why wouldn't Elizabeth Shue, right? Well, what's funny is is uh, Daryl, when, when Chris looks in the back seat, what are you guys doing? Brad takes the magazine. He's going to throw it out the window while Chris is staring at him. I mean, seriously, dude, did you not notice that she was staring at you? And she's smiling. So obviously, she knows what you're doing. Hilarious scene, especially when he hits him and says, That was my dad, stupid. Well, you shouldn't have brought him along, stupid. So, awesome, awesome scene. Uh, when we get up to John Pruitt, that man, I'll tell you, he is a light of the, uh, he lights up the screen. He's kind of like Vincent D'Onofrio. Basically, he, uh, he's scary. Where you, he's cool enough to where you want to be friends with him, but scary at the same time where you want to, you know, give him his space. So that's kind of how John Pruitt is, because uh, he's got a, he's got a hook for a hand. So of course the kids get freaked out by that, uh, thinking that he's gonna, you know, scrape up their faces. Now, I'm from Chicago. I'm from the South Side of Chicago, so I know how things are and are not, which is another reason why I dig this movie so much. Um, like a guy like that helping kids out on an expressway, yes, that could totally happen. There are good citizens in Chicago, uh, but when we get to Brenda in the uh, you know she, in the bus station, I've actually been to that bus station. Yes, it looks like that. Um, uh, a guy living, a homeless guy living in a phone booth, hilarious scene. Get out of my house. But that won't happen, people. I mean, security would kick that guy out in a heartbeat. The man with the gun, totally plausible, because you know. I, I totally see that happening for real. So, moving on, the uh, when they get into the car that uh, Joe Gipp is stealing, I have to admit this guy is the nicest criminal in the world. He is, uh, you know, he he'll steal your car, but he won't drop your children off in a bad neighborhood. So that's a great citizen there. So. Way to go, Mr. Joe Gibb. So um, he decides he's going to take them to the chop shop. Seriously, dude, did you think the kids were going to be safe at the chop shop? I mean, it's not like the guys at the chop shop are going to take the kids out to eat. You know, they know where you're working now. So obviously dropping them off at a mall, Granny was far away. You should have did it, buddy. But that's a funny scene. Uh, I love it. But again, you know, he's not the smartest guy in the world. So... I do love the line when uh, he's like, uh, 
when he says that he likes danger, and Chris says, "Well, you should try babysitting." Well, you you know, he'll soon he'll soon find out what what babysitting's all about. So uh, later on, uh, we get to the one scene of the movie that everybody pretty much loves, and that's the babysitting blues scene. Um, you know, if you think of Adventures of Babysitting, you pretty much think of that scene. And uh, why don't we go ahead and check that on out? <clears throat> um, my name's Chris Parker. I live in Oak Park. That's a suburb. They probably figured that out. <laughs> this is Brad, Sarah, and Daryl, and we're in trouble. A no doubt. See me and my boyfriend Mike. Tonight's our anniversary. But then he went and canceled, and now I'm stuck watching these three. And it's so hard. And it's so hard. Babysitting these guys. She got the. got this call from Brenda. I went to pick her up. The tire had a blowout, and my mom's car got shot up. And these guys started to chase us. And we all got hijacked. <laughs> We're cruising down the highway. And this big old Cadillac, and it's so hard. Yeah! Yeah! It's so hard. Babysitting these guys. She got the... Baby, sitting blue. Baby, 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 sitting blue. I've got the baby sitting blues. Yeah, all right. Yeah, night. You swear you were born to lose, like the night. And you wish your feet were walking in someone else's shoes. are out to get us and Brenda's probably dead we ain't got a nickel and they should be in bed and you out of luck out of luck watching these guys I've got the baby sitting blues baby 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 sitting blues baby baby Some guys out together, and the girl's probably dead. She ain't got a nipple. And we should be there. You out of love? Out of love, watching these oh, guys. Yeah. That's right. I've got the baby sitting blues. Baby, baby, sitting blues.
Nobody leave this place without singing the blues. All right, that was the Babysitting Blues. Yep, I had so much fun with that song. I know I was jamming. I bet you were too. And uh, I think she can sing. What do you guys think? So, super, super fun. Uh, before we get into the uh, finale of the movie, why don't we go ahead and hit another commercial? Hello. Hi, Mr. Nerd. This is Mr. Nerd. Hi, Mr. Nerd. My name is Karen, and I'm calling on behalf of the sheriff's department. How are you doing, sir? Pretty good. Today I'm trying to put this bag of plant bone together. One wrong move, but uh, go ahead. How can I help you? Um, the purpose of the call is that we're seeking donations for a new program. Same thing won't go in there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The new program is designed to educate people um, in our county. Welcome back to Sweep the Leg. Let's go ahead and uh, finish up the rest of this movie. So after we finish the uh, Babysitting Blues, uh, we get to probably my second favorite scene of the movie, which is where the kids end up on the L train. Now, as I said, being from Chicago, um, I've been shot at. Uh, yes, you know, I've never been in a gang fight itself, but I have been shot at before while playing basketball. So this scene is kind of funny when there's two gangs on this train, but they all have knives instead of guns. And uh, there's no way that uh, these kids would have been able to get off this train. I mean, they easily would have been dead, but hey, it's just a movie. And um, one funny thing is that this movie's rated PG-13. And on the train scene, which um, is pretty famous, the whole where the guy stabs Brad in the toe and says, uh, don't F with the Lord's of hell. And yes, this is a family show, so there's no swearing. And, and Chris picks up the knife and says, don't F with the babysitter. Everybody knows that scene. It's hilarious. But if you say the F word more than one time in a movie, it's an automatic R rating. So I'm not sure how this movie maintained the PG-13 rating, but hey, I'm not complaining. I just thought it was kind of funny. But I'm assuming that because the guys thought that a woman stuck up to them, they, and they, one guy did say that she's crazy, that's how they were able to let them off the train. So I'm just going to go with it. Like I said, it's a movie. It's funny. Um, and, and that's a good time on that, on that scene. So uh, for the most part, the rest of the movie, um, you know, we have the uh, where the kids get to... Um, the ca the campus scene and there's music playing which uh, the music is um, by let's see here we have Southside Johnny they are the group that plays the uh, song Expressway to Your Heart and also um, My Future is in Your Eyes and uh, if you're not familiar with the songs I'm talking about here we go Some little sign 
showing me something Now that you're here, I realize I see my future in your eyes Oh my God I see my future in your eyes Moving on um, the, they, After this scene they basically had to go to Dawson's garage to get their car back. The coolest scene about the coolest thing about this scene is we get Vince Onofrio. He's kind of like the Christian Bale of the '80s. This guy could change his weight uh, dramatically. I mean, in this scene, he's kind of big and buff, um, but then he could go to the next extreme. Um, he was in Full Metal Jacket as the guy, as the as the big guy that everybody beat up, and then he goes to Law and Order: Criminal Intent. So he can definitely fluctuate his weight however he sees fit. Um, super fun scene. I'll tell you, you get chills when Sarah basically tells him that uh, he's his hero, and uh, it's just a very very good, good heartwarming scene. And um, after the kids get the car, um, they are about ready to go get Brenda and that's when Chris sees um, her man is cheating on her and is at the same restaurant that he was going to take her. Now the funny thing about the, the guy who plays Mike Bradley Whitford, he's actually 27 years old at the time of filming this movie and the only way that he would do this movie is the director said I'll tell you what, please do this movie and I'll let you put your car in it. And his car actually has that license plate that says so cool. So that's actually his car and his license plate. And we actually, I know this guy from um, Revenge of the Nerds too. And he was the big jerk in that movie. So this scene is super fun when we see Daryl uh, beat him up because, uh, you know, he criticizes Chris. Um, Brad wants to beat him up, but he's basically too big of a man to do it, which is which is nice. So, um, And then when we... We get to the climax of the film where basically the bad guys find Sarah and Sarah goes to the parents' um, building. And the funny scene, though, is she goes outside the window to try to get away from one of the guys coming after her. And she ends up being right outside her parents' party. But how is it that nobody saw her outside the window? I mean, seriously, is everybody that blind? I mean, hello, it's not like you guys have curtains up. So that scene I always find interesting and hilarious, uh, but again, it's part of the adventure. So, And uh, the guys find Sarah, and they find that because she gets a piece of cake, and it gets on her glove, and she presses the elevator button, which when I was a kid, I was always like, how the heck do they know where Sarah is? But now I know it's because she left a fingerprint on the floor she was at. And uh, then we get Mr. Joe Gibb to save the day because the, the main bad guy wants to basically kill the kids um they think and joe hits him in the face and he's like you're right babysitting is dangerous and then we get to the second greatest montage which is the racing home to 25 miles this song i'll tell you it's just like you're the best i mean it's a song that just pumps you up gets you going rocking and uh the the movie closes out while sarah well um chris is trying to clean up the house because brad actually made a mess in the kitchen earlier in the film she's got to clean that up and um she gets it all done in time because the parents are taking their sweet time to get in the house chris jumps over the couch just in time just to say it was just a boring night and goes upstairs to tell the kids everything's cool and sarah wants chris to babysit again she's like no way i'm retired i mean seriously wouldn't you be retired after this 
And uh, then we get to the end where um, Chris's new man shows up. And not, not Mike, but the man she met at the party. And uh, Sarah left her roller skate in his Jeep when he was taking them to get the tire. And he's like, I need a babysitter. And she goes, actually, I'm retired. And uh, she's like, who was the babysitter for? And he goes, me. And she starts laughing. And Sarah said, kiss him. Now, Brad, this whole movie, he's actually in love with Chris. Um, it's he. That's the girl of his dreams. Chris is the the most beautiful woman to him. He's the dork, you know. Back, you know those kind of movie cliches. The dork never gets the beautiful woman, but by the end, throughout the whole movie, you know it's part part of the relationship is those two, and finally they're he realizes that they're still they're going to be friends. She's not going to ignore him anymore, and that she really does like him, but as a friend. And he closes the blinds on those two kissing as though everything is cool. And then we get the song in the beginning, which was Then He Kissed Me. So that's a good song. Had no idea it was from the 60s, though, when I first heard it. It actually sounds like an 80s track. So um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this movie with the uh, best song, in my opinion, of the movie. It's a pump-up jam. It's called 25 Miles, and that's by Edwin Starr. And hopefully you can find the song on iTunes, Amazon, or there's always YouTube. So check this baby on out. I can hear her there 
of the week, Adventures in Babysitting. I highly recommend this movie. I'd give it a four and a half out of five stars. Um, I've seen it so many times that I could see so many flaws and, you know, the adventures they had was so crazy. But it's just a super fun film, so go ahead, pick it up if you've already seen it, uh, but it's been a long time. Go ahead and watch it now. You will just have a blast with this film. Um, so if you want to write into the podcast, talk about this movie, um, or the next movie, which I'm going to be doing, uh, is called, the next movie is The Wraith. Uh, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's uh, actually a movie I've always requested my podcasting buddies to do, but they just weren't ever able to get around to it yet. So, um, if you want to write in about that, you can go to write into sweep the leg podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, I'd love to hear your comments, uh, feedback, suggestions, movies you want to hear. Um, you know, it'd be great just to hear your voice. Uh, so next week, um, we're going to have some fun with that movie. If you don't know what it is, it's basically The Crow with a Car. Uh, great 80s, 80s flick with Charlie Sheen. Um, back when he was a non-drug person, but it's one of the best star cars you're ever going to see. Excellent, excellent film. Uh, we are going to have lots and lots of fun with that movie next week. So um, before we end the show, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do the uh, music spotlight of the week. And uh, I'm going to end the show uh, on this song. Um, this is actually my favorite song of um, 2010. And it's from one of my all-time favorite bands. The band is called Skillet. Uh, Skillet is getting pretty popular now. Um, they're, they've toured with lots of different bands. Um, they're currently on tour now with like Theory of a Dead Man. Um, but they've toured with like uh, Red, you know, Pillar, um, you know, Creed. It was one of the big tours that they just got off. Um, I actually met these guys before they ever got signed. I paid like five bucks at a church to, to see them and, and hang out with them. And they were from like Tennessee, had this accent. Next thing you know, they, they got signed. They blew up. And uh, they've been in music a long time. What What's really great about this band is um, the lead singer is also the bass player. His wife is the uh, keyboard guitar player, and um, you have a guy as the um, as the main guitar player, and then the drummer is a girl, and she's from Australia, 18 years old. Her name's Jen Ledger, no relation to Heath. Super awesome. Um, the name of the song is called Monster, and uh, this song was huge. I'm sure you've heard it before. It's uh, been in a lot of TV shows, especially sporting events. Um, this song has been my favorite because everybody has felt like this song. Um, everybody uh, has a monster inside them that, uh, you know, when you just get angry at your kids or you just get angry for certain situations, you just can't control it and you just want to scream. And that's what this song is all about. It's it's just one rocking tune. Um, you could pick this song up anywhere. Um, iTunes, Amazon. Um, this band is excelente. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's my uh, second favorite band. So the I'm going to end the podcast with this awesome song. So I thank you guys so much for joining me. And I will see you next week. This is Masunas out. And here's Monster. The secret side of me I never let you see I can't
cage But I can't control it So stay away from me The beast is ugly I feel the rage and I just can't hold it It's scratching on the walls In the closet in the halls It comes awake and I can't control it Hiding under the bed My body in my head Why won't somebody come and save me from this? Make it in Stop! I 